Hey friend, it's evangelist Mike McCurry once again with the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. To our faithful listeners that tune in day in and day out, thank you so very much. It's such a blessing to join you once again on this broadcast. And to our new listeners, it's such a privilege to be speaking to you today. And the fact that you would invest a few moments of your time really means much to me. Before we jump back into our interview with Pastor Rich Haley Jr., and we really do have an exceptionally important topic to discuss today, and I'm excited for you to listen in and catch a glimpse of what we talked about. Before we do that, though, I'd like to bring something to your attention. For those of you unfamiliar, our ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated, prints and produces, distributes and ships gospel tracks around the world for free. And I grabbed a pile of our COVID-19 or Overwhelmed Gospel Track. The title is Overwhelmed, if you're looking for it on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. And I've been using those, had the opportunity to check into a hotel in the Ohio area. I think it was just yesterday now, and it was kind of late in the evening. And so I was speaking to the night manager. And after she concluded giving me the room key and having me sign all of those different things and make sure it's a non-smoking room and all of those fun things that you have to sign... I slid across one of these overwhelmed gospel tracks and asked the lady, would you mind reading this when you got a second? And I walked over to the elevator and was waiting there and got to turn and see her pick up that gospel track. And it emboldened me once again to use gospel tracks. It is so very rare for someone to decline reading a gospel track. And let me encourage you. Pass them out. The people that use gospel tracts, well, they're the people that carry them. And so if you would, visit BibleTracksInc.org. Now, let's return to our interview. So, Pastor Haley, tell us if you would, though numbers do not tell the tale about the health of a church, tell us, how many folks come to your church on a normal Sunday? Uh, on a good Sunday, you know, uh, close to about 100, kind of before COVID hit, you know, that we were getting a little bit over that. And uh, but now it's, you know, on a good Sunday when everybody's faithful and, and things like that and we can and we can all meet together. It's right right around that 100 mark, 90 to 100. And uh, and then our Sunday nights are uh, right around the 80 mark. And then and then Wednesday nights are 75, 70, uh, you know, things like that. So and it's a, so it's been a big blessing. The Lord really, you know, built the church and 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 added people as He sees fit. And it's not we're not a huge church, you know, but it the Lord has taken care of it to where people can see that God's involved. You know, God's met the needs. God's brought people uh, uh, to help, and and you just have to sit back and just say, "Wow," you know, because as a young man, you know, we've heard the stories of the past of these preachers hearing God do all of these things, and so I got on my knees and I said, "Lord, I I don't want to." talk about the stories. I want, I want to be in those stories. I want to know what that's like. And so I can sit back and say that it's been amazing to see God just bring people, you know? And so we have a mix of people where God has brought people, moved them here and they found our church and people. We, I personally led to the Lord, discipled and and seen them saved, baptized, discipled, and then get in and get involved and get going. And uh, it's just been a phenomenal thing. And it's all God, you know, the Bible says, God says, I will build my church. As I tell people all the time, I don't know why people would come to a church I pastor. You know, like I, <laughs> I'm only 28 years old, going to be 29 in January. So it's like, why would somebody want to come under a younger preacher? And it's only because God made it clear to them, this is where I want you, because I don't have a whole lot to offer as, as far as age, you know, but I just preach the Bible and people come and they're like, 
that we know that's where God wants us to be. So you got to love that. Amen. Now, and you just mentioned, so 28 now, 29 in January. Yes, sir. So you were how old then when you officially accepted the call? I took the pastorate at 24. And Amen. so we, yeah, it'll be 26. Uh, well, I, I wanted to let people hear that because going back to the, the history of Bible Checks Incorporated, Dr. Paul Levine, he wasn't doctor at the time, but yeah. he started in full-time ministry as an evangelist before he was 19 years old. And one yeah. of the things I love is the fact that he was, he was called the boy evangelist. Now that became, in his later years, he was called the dean of evangelists. And so obviously he grew out of the boyhood a little bit. But yeah. in all seriousness, I'm glad to know that we still serve the same God. Now, and I'm 28 myself. And just a cool anecdote is that um, I yielded to the call to preach at the same time at the same camp that you had made some, some big decisions as well in your, yeah. in your yeah. teenage, younger years. And that's just a cool connection there. But one, you can see the the graciousness of God and allowing uh, us to serve alongside each other, even though geographically separate, that's amazing. But I would like to point out to the listeners that that does not have to be some, some off the wall story or some unusual anecdote of seeing a 24 year old go into the pastor or a 28 year old evangelist. And I'm nothing special by any stretch. And you would say, and you would say, you would say the same for yourself, yeah. but all we are, are we maybe young, but we're usable. That, that's yeah. all we ask for God to do with us is to use us, to make us available. Yeah. When I, and so for pastor, those that are out there, go ahead. Sorry. When I, when I, when I wanted, when I looked at pastoring, I was really nervous. And so I called a bunch of other preachers and it's funny how, if you talk to the older generation uh, and we don't really know that because we don't really hear maybe some of those stories, but a lot of older preachers started pastoring 23, 24, uh, some younger. And so you find out that, God's used young men since, since David, since, you know, all right. of, the, of the Bible, you know, God is, God uses young men. And so I, I you know, kind of came to the conclusion, it's not about my age. It's about my character. If I can get in and do the work, you know, and then that's where, you know, brother Houston was a blessing too. You know, when I came to take the pastor, he told the men, he said, Hey guys, you know, he is young. He said, but some of the men in the church are businessmen. He said, how old were you when you started your business? you know, and they were my age, you know, how old were you when you, you know, you did this, you know, and you, you were a manager at, of this stuff, you know, and, and, and they were around my age. So I began to realize, you know, sometimes we kind of put in our mind, well, I need to be 30 years old and I need to have right. five years as a youth pastor and two years as an assistant pastor. And we kind of put, you know, uh, a, a time frame on what we think God's will is where God just says, it's whenever I say so. And I just need to have my character in order to where God can use me and, plug me in wherever that God wants me to be. And so, you know, and like you said, it's not because we're anything special, but it is because God needed somebody. And that's what really got me was it was, it was God saying, I'm not asking you because you're the greatest preacher. I'm asking you because there's a church that will die if there's not somebody willing to go, to go help that church, you know, and that, and that I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't just allow a church to die because I told God I wasn't ready when God knew. Mm -hmm. It's not your age. It's your character. Go win souls, read your Bible, pray, and he'll do the rest. So, right. And I probably sum all that up in saying, don't compare someone else's chapter 37 to your chapter three. Right. It's just not wise. And one, comparing ourselves amongst ourselves is not wise. The Bible lays it out very clearly. Um, but comparing where some senior pastor has been for many, many years and thinking that's the ministry I'm going to have within the first 12 months you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. And so you, you mentioned his name again, and I, I would really like to highlight uh, evangelist Ted Houston. I'd like to talk about him for just a second. And I, and I see a great parallel 
between you taking the church with evangelist Ted Houston there has been a past. He was in the pastor for, I think, over 20 years and yeah. now in evangelism for many years. And I took the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. God gave it to me from my predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith, now a pastor in Pennsylvania. But he was in the leadership, the director of BTI for over 15 years. And he had been in the pastorate for 20, 25, 30 years previously. He was 66 years old when he stepped down. And so I'm taking over this ministry and in the best way I know how, with the grace of God, trying to lead on softly and make the transition. Now, thankfully, and I think you would say the same thing, my predecessor made the transition so incredibly easy. And I think Ted Houston did the same for you and even still does. Still six years later, a member of your church, a seasoned man of God. And I'll just say this very quickly before I turn it back over to you to talk about him from that really personal side is for those that are listening, pastors or otherwise, you need to have evangelist Ted Houston in your church. And I would love for you to get in contact. I'll give you that contact number one more time, the way you can text me and I'll get you into contact with Brother Houston. 309, you can text me, 309-316-7240 and get in contact with us. He would love to be a help. He's a revivalist and he helps churches that way. And so if you would consider having evangelist Ted Houston in your your church, Um, he has been a great help to me. I would also ask this though, Pray for him because, and I'll let Brother Haley talk about this a little bit more. He has struggled with some health things and cancer along the way, but he's remained faithful. And so, Brother Haley, talk about uh, what Brother Houston means to you and how he's been a help and hasn't overstepped his bounds as a seasoned man, allowing you to do the work that God has for you. Well, so a couple of things I would describe Brother Houston as, and, you know, I, and I don't mean to, you know, I know that, you know, it's all about the Lord, you know, it's, mm-hmm. We're not man is, is just a tool that God uses, but it's you're. I'm thankful for men that that allow God to use them, mm-hmm. and and how and their character and how they let God use them. And Brother Houston, I would describe his character uh, first of all as humble. He's a very humble man. You know, it's it's all about the Lord. It's not about His will. It's about God's will. And so when I first came, even though being a young man, he prayed about it as well, and he made it very clear if he didn't believe it was God's will he wouldn't have voted yes either to allow me for the church, you know? And so, it, I mean, I'm very thankful for his humility to allow me to come pastor, even though like I said, he's been the pastor. I think he's been a pastor actually 30 plus years. Oh, wow. You know? And so that made me very nervous too, coming in to preach like, Oh man, I'm going to take over a church with a guy that's been in doing it for years. He's just going to rip me up. You know, like he's going to stare down my back and just be like, point out everything I do wrong. And he's not done that a single time. The only time he's ever given his opinion is if I've ever asked that's, that's huge for me. You know, I just like, wow, that he would trust me or that he would even just allow me to make mistakes. And he's very submissive. I think that really is the key, you know, to a good relationship between anybody and a church is submission to that authority. Yes, I'm a young man, but when you look at the Bible, the office of the pastor is a big deal and it doesn't matter their age. It's the office that they hold. And we have to submit ourselves just like for me, I'm a young dad but my children have to submit themselves to me because I'm their dad. And if our home is going to work, my wife has to submit, my children have to submit. And even though I make mistakes and I try to get back up and do better, uh, that submission is the key to making it function. It's the same way in the church. And he's been very submissive, you know, even where we just had a conversation the other day where he asked about preaching at a church. And if I, if uh, as, as his pastor, if that would be okay uh, for uh, just kind of the scenario that it was. And I was, humbled that he'd even ask because a lot of evangelists probably wouldn't even ask their pastor you know i don't know i was like man you know you've been 
pastoring 30 plus years and call and ask my permission as your pastor, but it's because he's submissive to the office and he knows that for God to bless him, he's got to submit to his spiritual authority. And that's where I'm at uh, as his spiritual authority, which makes it a big responsibility on me to make sure that I am what I need to be because I don't want to hinder his ministry either. Right. So I need to be what God wants me to be and I need to be in prayer for him. So that way he can be effective for the Lord. But can I tell you, he is, if for anybody that's out there, have him come preach and just get to know his attitude and character because he has been the epitome of what a young pastor can use, can need and use in a seasoned man of God in his church where I just, it's been such a blessing. You know? I can only say amen, Pastor Haley. And evangelist Ted Houston, he's been a blessing to me personally as well. Make sure you tune in tomorrow as we continue this interview. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.